Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Banwart. This is the podcast where you're going to learn how to take control of your health and wellness through fitness, nutrition, and mindset. Today, Danny and I are going to be starting a new series. We're going to be going over the hierarchy of CrossFit. And if you don't know what that is, imagine a pyramid where nutrition lays the foundation. Then after that, we move on to metabolic conditioning. Then we go into gymnastics. And then after that, on top of that, we have weightlifting and throwing. And then finally we end with sports. So today we're starting with our foundation, which is nutrition. We have several podcasts on nutrition that you guys can go back and reference. I don't have the episode. Sorry about that, but we do have other ones, but today we're going to go going deep into nutrition. And specifically, we're going to talk about the one thing you can be doing with your nutrition to make the biggest impact for both fat loss and muscle gain. And we're going to also be talking about the top three things that are killing it. So I think we're actually going to start with the top three killers. Um, Danny's on with me. Danny, do you want to say hi? Hello, everyone. <laughs> welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome back. So our first things that we're going to get right into, we're going to talk about the three big nutrition killers, which yeah. is processed food, sugar, and alcohol. Yep. So let's start with processed foods. Danny, let's give, give me a little overview on processed foods and your overall thoughts. Well, processed foods are everywhere, right? So we can't... It's hard to say cut out processed foods because literally everything is pretty much processed to an extent nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. True. What you can do is you got to look at the ingredients of the processing, right? See what's in there, what's really added, and then stay away from certain subjects inside of it, right? Is mm -hmm. my recommendation. So one of my favorite ones, and we just had this conversation yesterday with uh, Caitlin, was ketchup. Ketchup is loaded with sugar, right? 100%. Like, That's very... It's, it's one thing that I didn't know until recently. Yeah. So like when you go get regular ketchup, it's one of the, I think it's like the second or first ingredient is sugar right away. You're just ruining your lifestyle choices right there by having that condiment. Oh yeah. hundred so, percent. So it's just like processing foods or everything. Like they're adding, they add different things every year, um, to processing. They make it sound very like elegant and beautiful to trick you. Right. Instead of saying cane, you know, instead of saying sugar, they say cane sugar. Or they do different sweeteners or different things. I mean, sugar's a big one for me, but then, you know, think about the wheat, the flour, all these other ad, um, things that are going in there to maintain the, the, the product so it can last longer on the shelf. Mm -hmm. That's not great for your body. Yeah. Right? So I would say, like, the, the more the process the food, the worse it's going to be for you. Yeah. Right? So right away, that's killing you. Anything that you're eating from most, like, fast food industry places or you're eating off a shelf right? That's wrapped in plastic. It's probably not the best thing for you. Yeah. Danny, if you could define processed food in one sentence, what would that be? The devil. <laughs> that's Just a good kidding. one. I like that. No, I would say processing food would be the amount of steps it takes to get from point A to point B. Yeah. So taking a whole food and just wearing it down. Right. And I, what a lot of people don't know about processed foods is that it's, is that the more you process something or the more it goes through like revisions, essentially, the more nutrients are taken out of it. The easiest way to remember this is have you ever played the game telephone? Yes. With, yes. Yes. So you start with telephones, a child's game where you start with kids and you give them a, a phrase in the beginning mm -hmm. and you pass it through multiple children to the end. Right. And by the time you get to the end, 95% of the time, the phrase is completely changed or completely different. And that's the best way to find processed foods to yourself. Right. Like, yeah, sure. Bread is taking wheat and flour and mixing it together, but the the process it goes through is what changes the whole like steps for you. Oh yeah, yeah. So thirty years ago, it probably was okay to have that, 
but due to technology advancements, due to like freshness and things to hold, because you have to think like companies are making a product to make money off of. They're not making a product, like, you know, not necessarily to get the best product on the shelf all the time, right? Now, some no. companies do, some companies don't, but you think about the, the majority, they might need mass production. You know, 700 mm-hmm. plus million Americans in the United States alone need to consume this to make that money, right? Exactly. That's just the easiest way to think about it. And they need to they need to process it in order to make it last longer on the shelf. So exactly. The, the, the longer shelf life it has... The less cost. Exactly. It costs less because it stays on there. So the longer it can stay on the shelf and be purchased, then the better it is for the company. I only say this because I worked in the the, the the beverage industry, if you will. I worked for Coca-Cola for about eight years when I got out of the military. And we did, I did their fresh juice line, right? I used to work in primarily delivering fresh juices and dealing with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And the biggest problem they had was the turnover because it lasted only seven days from the day of delivery, mm-hmm. right? So you're like, okay... And they didn't like that. And then they found a way to, by increasing some of the um, sugar content and taking out like um, some of the whole juices and doing more of a uh, GMO style, yeah. they can make it last 12 to 14 days. And that's what they went to. And over time that got, you know, that had to get accepted by Congress. There was a whole process back in the early 2000s that everyone went through. Like we forget about that, but we don't, the problem with like, not that anything's wrong or right, we don't know. It's just we haven't had any time to test these theories against any kind of data. Right. So we don't know if it will negatively affect you or positively affect you, right? Exactly. And, and just a brief overview of like why processed foods are bad for you. First off, I'll just kind of go down a list I have on my notes. <laughs> yeah, is, go for it. I'm just, I just got my top five here. I'm just going to read them off go for just it. so it's easier. Um, first off, they can cause metabolic disruption, which can interfere with the body's metabolic process. And metabolic is just a fancy word for metabolism. Mm-hmm. So your, your, your ability to use food as a fuel source. Um, the next one is heart health. That one's obvious because it can lead to high cholesterol and blood pressure. Um, and it can af- affect your heart health, especially later on uh, in life. Um, gut health is another one. It's, very, it's difficult to digest processed foods a lot of times. So it can, it can cause just digestive problems. Um, immune response, it can lower you, your immunity. And then also your skin health, which is not necessarily like a huge thing that people think about, but regular consumption can lead to skin issues. I think it, I mean, I think you're right. Those are like the perfect top five. I mean, skin issues are becoming a bigger issue now. Mm -hmm. I think as we're in the last like one or two years, I would say a lot of people are realizing that they're having allergic reactions Mm -hmm. to certain adverse effects of foods, right? I mean, the gut health is a big one. I mean, 20 what is this? 2023, 23 years <laughs> yeah. ago, like, you know, gluten sensitivity was not a big issue. Yeah. Right. It's a huge issue now. It's a huge issue now. So like think about over in tw- what changed in 20 years plus, right. Right. Is the way we process food. Oh yeah. 100%. So, I mean, if you just start looking through the data and scrolling through this stuff, you're like, wow, okay, there must be something going on here. Yeah. Right. But it, it tastes great. Like it's hard to say no to it is certain and foods, right? They, they make it they make it taste great on purpose, <laughs> exactly. And then the they high sell it, yeah. Like uh, I mean, one of the if you look at a lot of processed foods, the number one ingredient is sugar, and not you know like sugar is great. I love sugar; it's going to be so good. But too much of it is so bad for you. So when you think about your heart health or your metabolism, right, or gaining calories, right, maybe you should be reading those those labels, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you should be looking at that. If you can't, and like the 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 thing I teach my children, the thing I, I do in my house, if I can't read the word that is in the ingredients, then it, we can't have it. Yeah. Because if the word, if it's like neocentric, polysaturated, 
something, right? You're like, okay, that's way too long. Yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like if I can't figure it out and it doesn't have simple ingredients, it's way too processed to be for me to be consuming, especially my children. Yeah. Right? Uh, before we move on, let's give some examples of processed foods that people don't even think that they're processed foods. So Danny, why don't you give me your top three of like foods, foods that are processed, but like, many people think that they aren't. Well, I mean, the biggest one to me would be bread, right? I think bread's bread is like big one. one of the, I think people underestimate how processing of the bread would be for the top one. Um, I think the second one would be some of those packaged meals or packaged meats mm -hmm. that you can get from like Costco or you can get from like your grocery store. I think if you really read through the ingredients and see how much, what, how much processing goes through those things to keep them intact, I think it would shock you. Yeah. Right. Totally. And then I, I think my third one is any kind of dessert or treat that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, like absolutely. Candy, any, gummies, any, any, any kind, of, stuff, any kind yeah. of sweet thing. Okay. Those are great examples. And so we do have to move on to sugar soon, but, uh, yeah. give good transition, but let's, uh, let's move on. Let, let's, let's chat really quick on like, you know, what's something that someone can do today to avoid processed foods. What was like the number one piece of advice you would give someone? Number one piece of advice would be to try to make everything yourself, yeah. right? Or look at it and I, I keep it like a real simple, you know, keep it really simple, right? If I look at the ingredient label and there's six or less ingredients, then I, I feel very confident about eating that food, yeah. right? If it has more than six or I can't read them, then I don't, I would, I would skip it. Yeah. You think about, think about Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt, something we eat at the gym every day. Mm -hmm. Everyone loves Greek yogurt. If you look at the back, right, and you look at Fayo, which is one of the better Greek yogurt brands, mm -hmm. it has four ingredients on the back. Yeah. Right? If you look at some of the other Greek yogurt brands, like... Um, Yoplait. Yoplait, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's the other one? Yoplait. I don't even get it. But if you look at the back of it, it has seven ingredients listed. Oh, yeah. And the so third, I think the third one it. is sugar yeah. inside of it. So like l just making like simple choices like that. Yes. Does it suck to eat plain Greek yogurt? hundred percent, but you could add fruit. You could add, there's other things you could put into there. I like adding protein powder, right? Protein powder. So you can, so see that I've already made a, like a Yoplait essentially. I know it's not convenient in time and that's why we reach for it, but switching it over right there, boom, we have it and it's, it's ready to go. So making stuff that you love doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you can't eat things that you don't love, mm -hmm. but making yourself like if I love French fries, okay, well, cutting up the potatoes myself and air frying them with less oil is probably more healthier than oh, yeah. going to get somewhere they, else. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you don't have an air fryer, it's definitely an <laughs> underrated piece of equipment. <laughs> Change your life. That you can get. Go on Amazon. They're like a hundred bucks. So it's yeah. totally worth it. All Small right, plug perfect. Right there. I love it, Danny. That's that leads us perfectly into number two. So we got two more to go before I get yep. into our main stuff. So it's let's fine. go into sugar, sugar now. So brief overview of sugar, um, insulin resistance, mental health, inflammation, <laughs> bone health, and immune function. Those are the top five reasons why overdoing on sugar is actually bad for you. So excessive intake can lead to insulin resistance, which is a precursor towards uh, type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes. Yeah, the number one thing, um, if you think about it, is type 2 diabetes coming up in um america right there so i would uh i would say to look at your sugar intake right like a lot of times we don't read sugar intake through the top of it. That, that's probably i think one of the unless you're diabetic i don't think people are looking or over the age of 55 i don't think people are looking at the sugar content in their food no, no. it's really easy to overlook this yeah i, I mean i overlook I, this all the time yeah i don't think i ever used to look at it before i got serious about what i ate and one of the problems with that is sugar's in everything right it's in everything. It's in things you don't think it's in. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And that's what the problem is. So like a lot of condiments like mayo, ketchup, ranch dressing, right? Things that we enjoy eating, salad dressings, like stuff like that on the side, sugar's in there. Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks is, yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, but it's in everything. It's not just, you know, it's in the um, regular syrup that you're going to get from everywhere else, you yeah. know? And so one of the things they've started doing is switching out of sugar. I mean, listen, if you're listening to the podcast and you've done CrossFit and you've listened to anything CrossFit, there is a whole debate against Coke and sugar and yeah. CrossFit. So, I mean, we'd just be beating your head into the stone. I, I just say sugars and everything, you should, pray, you should literally look at how much sugar you're consuming through a day because a good example is ketchup. That's the one I go to the most because I never, I used to eat ketchup with everything. My kids love it. I eat it with their food too, right? And I used to put probably like, I'm telling you like half a cup within some, like some of my meals right there, yeah. right? And you look at a serving size of, of ketchup and it's a quarter, it's a tablespoon for a serving, right? Mm -hmm. Inside one tablespoon of like Hunt's ketchup, there's 18 grams of sugar. Yeah. Now you're eating five of those in a meal right there. You know what I mean? Like do the math, five times 18, that's over, that's triple digits of sugar content you had in one meal. You didn't even realize you're having it. Yeah, and, and, it's, you, and it's so easy to overeat on that too because it is a sauce. It goes right. down very easily. And the problem with overdoing the sugar is you're not getting the fiber from it. Yes. Right? So like fruits are great for you, right? Because they give you sugar, but they give you fiber to help digest yeah. that that insulin and mm -hmm. kick it out. When you're over over consuming like that, it's just it's a bad news for you. Yeah, it's really important to also look at there's a difference between just sugar content and then added sugars, which people don't that it'd be deceiving yeah. in labels too, because it's like, oh, there's X amount of added sugar. And then there's also well, sugar, sugar alcohol on top of it. Yes. Yeah. Sugar alcohol is another way that they hide how much sugar yeah. content is actually in it. They'll actually have like, they'll, they'll do these things where they add sweeteners to them to make them drink. Like we'll add like a uh, Splenda or Sativia, right? Which are zero sugar Splenda uh, sweeteners, but then they'll have sugar alcohols inside of it as well. And that actually bumps up the content, but they can separate them like by law, you can separate them out and not call it sugar. Yeah. Right? I think it's also important to note about artificial sweeteners is that your body will react the exact same way towards an artificial sweetener <laughs> the than it will to sugar. <laughs> so it doesn't yeah. matter just because it says sucralose in it, even though it's, I mean... Well, sucralose is just sugar. Yeah, you're, you're liquid sugar. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. going to react to the okay. exact same way. Your yeah. body, will, your body doesn't know the difference. Yeah, your your body, it's still consuming it the same way. Sure, you're not getting cane sugar. I mean, the whole natural cane sugar, whatever it is, right? That's probably the most processed thing in the world. Is like the way they process sugar into get it into the drinks, the foods, the condiments. Drinks are deceiving too. Drinks are super deceiving, right? Because like it's a sugar-free soda and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that looks... And it's loaded with artificial yeah. sweeteners. So, and, But again, your body is just consuming that amount and thinks it's fine, right? And sure, you're probably like, you're like hey, I'm super healthy. I'm going through it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my, my fitness and things like that. And your scale is probably not changing. It's probably the things that you're not thinking about that you're adding into your diet. Yeah. The drinks, the condiments, you know, the, the side, the the side things that you don't like, you're probably counting your macros. You're probably looking at like, I'm eating this, I'm doing so good for myself. Yeah. And then you literally had, you ruined it because the drink you had, like the yeah. tea or I, the, I would say sauces and drinks are yeah. the, the most, uh, the easiest way to like slip. Right. And that's what I would say. So like just looking at it, I would say, you know, sugar's good. I mean, it's good to have some every once in a while. We need a little bit here and there, mm -hmm. right? The best place to get sugar from is places that have high contents of fiber. Fruits are number one, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and going through those pieces, so like pineapple, apples, grapes, things like that, right? That's where yeah. you're going to, like eating those whole fruits is what's going to get you. If you get them in a juice and you didn't juice it yourself, most 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 likely it's going to be high content of sugar added to make it sweeter. Yeah. 
So, Perfect. Let's wrap, let's wrap things up here. Like what, what would be, again, like your number one piece of advice for someone trying to cut back on sugar? What would you tell them? Stay away from it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I would, I would say like, look at, you know, look at the back of the label, like keep things are going to have sugar in it. You want to keep any kind of condiment should have five grams or less uh, amount of sugar inside uh, per serving. Right. That's how, you know, the condiments, it, it, some, some of them should have zero, right. If you get the right brand, but like five grams or less is a good amount to look at because that's not overdoing it in terms right. of adding. Um, I would say stay away from anything that says sugar free because most likely they've added something else to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And just keep it safe. You know, like a lo- there's plenty of other sweet things out there. If you have a sweet tooth to like try and get these things going. Right. Yeah. I think my number one piece of advice too would be, uh, drink water instead. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. Like you'd be yeah. very surprised. Sparkling uh, water, you know what yeah, I mean? Like have a Topo Chico, water. have a liquid death. Like those things will fill you up and they make you satisfied versus if you, if you're tired of drinking regular water, like yeah. have a sparkling water, there's yeah. nothing in sparkling water, but carbonation. Yeah. So, I mean, right then and there, that takes care of a sweet tooth for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. It helps me a lot. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Uh, I think that covers everything on sugar. So let's move on to our last one. One of my favorites, which is alcohol. So alcohol is something that has loaded with empty (laughs) calories. And this is actually the number one thing. Well, not the number one thing, but this is something I see very common when people are struggling to lose weight, that they're eating really healthy five days out of the week. But on the weekends, they slip up a bit and they have some drinks. They have some beers on the weekends or they have like they have like two or three glasses of wine. But people don't realize how many calories and also backtracking how much sugar is in a lot of these yeah. these alcoholic beverages. So I'll just quickly go through my my five bad things about alcohol. So first off, neurological effects, okay? So it can have a pro, it can have prolonged negative effects on the brain and it can affect memory and cognition. Uh, digestive health is another one. Um, it can irritate the digestive system. Uh, muscle health as well because it can hinder muscle development. Um, and just hinder your fitness progress in general. Um, heart health, because just like it does with processed foods and sugar, it can develop heart, heart problems, high blood pressure, uh, high cholesterol, heart disease, all that fun stuff. And then finally, hormonal imbalance, which I think is the most important one. Speci- specifically, it, it can really lower testosterone, which is not what we want, yeah. especially when we're working out. Yeah. I have nothing bad to say about alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you, you, you're right. You're on the right track with everything. And, and what... I think what people would say to you in this terms is like, well, I want that neurological dysfunction, right? Like I want that. Like, cool. That's so what true. Matt, you know, what Matt's trying to say is like, you know, overuse is where I think people, we all get in trouble, right? Yeah. It's hard to tell someone. I mean, like the hardest thing to tell people now is don't have drinks, right? And I, I used to say no all the time. I mean, if you're really serious, if you got to lose weight, if you have heart, if you have any kind of conditions, you can't, alcohol can't be a part of the factor at all. No, absolutely. The one thing you didn't talk about too, like is recovery. Like, you know, drinking alcohol on a regular basis messes with your sleep, right? It, it, it is one, like it leads to insomnia for some people. Mm-hmm. It leads to upset and, um, the upset digestion or heartburn, which causes like p- people to struggle with sleeping as well. So, I mean, and it also causes with your bladder too. Like, you know, a lot of UTIs come from, alcohol consumption as well. So like the, cause you're actually, you're like, you think you're hydrated cause you're peeing it all out through your liver, but you're not hydrated. You're actually dehydrating yourself while you're having this beer, this wine, this, this spirit or whatever it is. Yeah, right. hundred percent. And you're not having water to go with it. So in terms of that, if you're, if your goal is to lose weight and get healthy, alcohol just can't period, just can't be in there at all. Right. I mean, you know, I think 
moderation is always key. Is I always tell people now, I'm like, if you're going to have drinks or have things going, you need to be in moderation of where your life is. And what does moderation mean? Like one to two drinks a week. Yeah. Like period. Mm-hmm. Like I not, think a lot of people are on the one to two drinks a day. Yeah. <laughs> well, train. Or they get into the train where it's like, I mean, there's been this whole push of like red wine's healthy for your heart. Right. And it's like, okay. In the small testing group that they tested, yes, it did prove. So was exercise. Right? <laughs> yeah. like, but no one exercises every day, do well, they? Well, <laughs> that's where you have a problem with it. It's like you took a small batch of people, right, in their testing side, and you went through them. And that's who, you, that's, that's, that's who you're telling 700 million people, like, oh, it's really good for you in this small group batch. Well, this other big batch did not have the same results. Yes. So you're having these issues, like, back and forth with it. Mm-hmm. So I would tell you, like, yeah, moderation is great because – at the end of the day, it's like America has proven that they want to drink, right? Prohibition didn't work. Mm-hmm. So like we want to drink, yep. right? You got to have it in moderation, like one to two drinks a week. And that's, that's basically where you got to live right yeah. there. I mean, everything you said is correct. There's so many more negatives than there are positives, Yeah, right? Like the, the overall digestive health of your system, like you're not going to be able to digest the foods correctly because your body's going to be like having such issues with it, with your liver and with your bladder. So like your body can't even process mu- like the food like it should. Even if you eat 99% healthy and you have drinks on the weekend, that 1% is enough to derail the whole thing, yep. right, for everything. So just be- just for like I would say recovery and sleep purposes and muscle growth, it's just not worth it. It yeah. can't be a fact. If you are serious about getting like, hey, if, if people come in the gym every time, they tell us, I want to lose 20 pounds before this date. And the first thing I say is like check your water, Right. And then check your alcohol content because you can't have that in there. Right. Yeah. And that's where you usually lose people. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, it's hard. Like, it, it, sucks. it is very yeah. hard. And especially because, I mean, if, if you're drinking heavily or just like more than normal, you know, before you got into your fitness journey, you have to undo all that stuff. So every time that, you know, that you, you are, you know, consuming more alcoholic beverages, then, you know, it's just you're, you're fighting an uphill battle. Yeah. You're basically like, you're doing everything correct. Like I said, 99% of the stuff could be 100% correct. And then let's say you go out and have a cocktail at night, go out and drink or whatever, yeah. right? You just ruined every whole day. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you just from, undid all that work. You, you went from did. an A plus to a D minus in like in a term of right an hour there. of like going and drinking. If yeah. you like grades, right? You know? Well, I think also it's a mentality that people think that while they're working out that they're actually getting fitter, but it's actually in the recovery. And so if you're messing up your recovery by drinking alcohol, then you're just, you, you know, you're just, you know, you're just spinning your wheels. Yeah, that's, uh, you're absolutely right. Like, sure, it's not going to affect your, your working out, or yeah. your fitness it won't, yeah, objective. You pro- yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I've seen people drink all night. I mean, I've known a few, and I've been that person to go out and party until like three or four in the morning, come to the gym and have a great workout. Oh yeah. Right. You know, I've done that too. (laughs) But then like afterwards, like I can't sleep for crap. Like my, my body's so sore. I can't do anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause it used to be like, Hey, we'll go party and then we'll go to the gym and sweat it out. Mm -hmm. That used to be like mindset back in the day. And it's like, you don't factor in the sleep. You don't factor in the recovery. Like, Sure, you you great. You PR'd your bench press, for example, right? You come back and yeah. now it's like your biceps and your chest are so sore for three days versus two, you can't do anything with it. You know, yeah. What I mean? And even if you don't feel it, your body is still fighting to recover. Yeah, like you're just, you know, you're. Just, oh, you you're feel just it like it harder for yourself. I think you just. I think people live in denial of what they feel, right? Yeah. You know, what I mean, like I don't like if if I'm sore from a workout, I I would assume it's from the workout, right? If I'm excessively sore as the days go on, I'm never going to think, well, how's my sleep? How is my like, oh, should I have had that 
three glasses of wine last night when mm-hmm. I went out, right? It's like, you don't, that stuff's not in your head because you're like, that's not the problem. The problem must have been I was lifting wrong. The yes. problem must have been I went too hard in the I just workout. I just lifted too heavy, too hard. Because that's <laughs> it's easier to blame those things versus like, you don't want to blame what you love. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like if alcohol wasn't so fun and like so much like good times to go with, then we it, it would be an easy thing to give up. Yeah. Right. Just like sugar. If sugar didn't taste amazing and being so many things that we grew up and loving, then it would be easy to give up. The fact that it's not is where it's like that. That's where people draw lines in the sand. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I, I can't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And thank you for bringing that up. That's a great point. And I think that this kind of sums up the entire negative part of this podcast <laughs> really, really up. well is that is that people forget that your brain responds to processed food, sugar and alcohol the same way it would respond to drugs. It, True. You, you get yeah. that you get that dopamine hit. Yeah, they're mind they're mind altering states, yes. right? Which is what a drug is, right? So it's it's altering your perception, your reality, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's just like it has a it, it's if you told someone like, hey, eating this processed thing right here would be uh, the same as taking meth, you'd laugh at them, right? Mm-hmm. But essentially, it will do the same effects on your body just over, over a very long. It just takes long, a longer it just amount takes of time. a lot longer. Yeah. yeah. So instead of like a drug doing it within a few weeks or months, right? Mm-hmm. They doing eating this processed food is going through decades, right? Mm-hmm. Like, sure, in your twenties and thirties, you don't develop heart disease necessarily, right? When do you develop it? Like your fifties and sixties. Exactly. That's when all the clotted arteries and um, all the processing comes out to the end, right there, and then yeah. it's too late to fix the problem that that far along the line, right? Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, there's w- when there's no direct punishment or I guess there's no direct consequence immediately from making these bad choices between, you know, um, between processed food, sugar and alcohol, there's no immediate direct consequence for it. It's, it's, it's something that adds up over time and that will come back to bite you in the ass later. That's true. It's a long period. Like it, it is something it, and trust me, it is a hard thing to do to yourself to be like, wake up and be like, I'm going to give up everything I love Right. In terms of like, I had to do it when I first, like when I started like getting serious about competing, like I had to, I went through a 30 day cleanse of everything Mm -hmm. where I ate no processed food. I cooked, if I didn't cook it myself or if I couldn't cut it, I couldn't eat it. And that was a really hard thing to do with my, like with my work, the working out. And it took a long time to get through it. And actually it went from a, I I had extended it past 30 days. I had to go into like 75 days to make it because I was like, I can't go back. Yeah. Like, I was like, I can't go back. <laughs> and it took that long, but it it took, and I didn't see the results instantly. Like, I won't lie and say like, oh, in the first couple of weeks, I felt amazing. Mm-hmm. I saw no results right away, but I trusted the process because that's what I bought into, right? Yeah. Sometimes, in fact, you'll even feel worse yeah. before it gets better. Oh man, the first couple of it's days like, were like, so bad. Yeah, it's like yeah. withdrawal. <laughs> yeah, you're like jonesing for some stuff, right? Yeah. Like I was like jonesing for like stuff I didn't even want. Yeah. You know, and so like, you go through it, and then after the seventy-five day, it becomes easier. And then I got through a lot of it, and then I started to be able to like understand choices, like portion size and things like that, mm-hmm. and what to read and what to like, what to look for in terms of like if I was out eating my lunch at work or something, right? I didn't bring a lunch, so it, it became a process for that position. But then I started like when I when it rebounded back down, and the results came. They came really fast, and they were they were like. Like it was like a wave that just hit. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden one day you just wake up and you're like, I don't, you don't even recognize yourself in the mirror. You're like, holy crap, who is this person? Yeah. Right. And it's like, that's what the, that's what it took though. But it took that long of sacrifice mm-hmm. and going through it all. Right. Yeah. So if you could summarize just in one sentence, if, if someone's trying to avoid alcohol or not, not necessarily eliminate it, but at least, at least cut back, what would be your number one piece of advice for them? Uh, 
my number one piece of advice would be don't keep it around, right? If like if you buy a bottle of wine, like get the small bottles, things like that. Like yeah. think about keeping small portions around because if if I buy a case of beer, for example, and I want two beers for the weekend, if I have ten more sitting there, it's a lot easier for myself to yeah. fall in the habit of like I'll have three, I'll remove have four. Remove the temptation. So remove the temptation from me, right? It's okay like to go to the store and buy or you know, buy a single serving thing that you want that day. Right. And then just be done with it and move it. Like that's usually what I do in my time is like, I'll go buy a single serve. So I don't do more than what I want or yeah. what I, what I think I should do. Cause if I, if it's just there, it's very easy to fall in that trap. Like, well, I'll have one more. Oh, I'll do one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you talk yourself into it. There's no peer pressure. It's, it's internal. You're like, you just talk to you're like, well, I feel like everyone wants me to have one more and no one's in the house with you. And you're like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. So I would say like limit the exposure to it, like limit yeah. the temptation to everything that you're having. If you can't eliminate it, period, and that's too much, mm -hmm. the best the best thing would be to replace it with something, Yeah. right? If you could replace it, like if I like having um, a beer, for example, well, having a sparkling water would be a better replacement. I'm still getting carbonation. I'm still getting the taste or a non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. Like I would replace, like, you know, take the alcohol out of it and go have a non-alcoholic beer. And then eventually it's easy to be like, well, I don't really love this. Yeah. I'm not getting any effects from it, right? Yeah. And then you start to, easier it just, it just takes some time yeah. it does it just takes time and commitment right. and i would tell you the second thing would be have a support group with you yeah. if you want to if you want to eliminate anything sugar carbs whatever it is right support group number one you got to get someone with you that's going to hold you accountable and be like don't do it you know what i mean like talk you down from the ledge right yeah. and that's what you need and in all seriousness i know it sounds hilarious if you're listening to this and be like that sounds like an aa thing but it's real man if you want to lose weight and cut things out of your system you got to have someone to hold you accountable and be like, don't do it. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Let's move on to, um, I really like that. Let's move on to our final piece, which is, so we now covered our top three things of like things you want to avoid. Now it's going to do the yeah. one thing that will make the we'll biggest impact that will actually help you, um, actually help you with all three of these areas if you're struggling with it. So, uh, we're gonna talk about protein. So protein matters and protein is the superhero of macronutrients. So it plays a crucial role in building and repairing tissues. It supports immune function. It's essential for the production of enzymes and hormones. Um, and it goes way beyond that. It's a metabolic powerhouse. So it, it pretty much what that means is it ignites your body's calorie burning engine and it revs up your metabolism, helping you torch any extra pounds and maintaining healthy weight. Um, and like I said earlier, it helps build muscle. So um, it's definitely the main macronutrient that we need to be focusing on and actually is the, is the macronutrient that helps pretty much make everything else a little bit easier when you focus on protein. Yeah, let's sum this up. Like, I'll make it even simpler for you, right? Hey, you want to lose weight? You want to gain muscle? You want to lose fat? Best thing you can do is up your protein intake. 100%. Period, right? I think the biggest thing everyone out there in the world is doing is under-eating their protein content. Yeah, that's the most common thing I see as well. Whenever I talk to someone yeah. and I ask them, you know, walk me through your day of eating. Yeah. And the number one thing I see is that they're not eating enough protein, like right off the bat. Or they don't have a clue how much protein they're eating. Yeah. Right? Like, they'll just be like, oh, I had... I had um, a salad. I was like, what'd you have in the salad? Like, oh, I had some chicken breast. Okay. That's probably about four to maybe six ounces of chicken breast. Yeah, if, if, you're, you're lucky. if you're lucky. If you're lucky, right? So I was like four ounces of, of, a, of a lean chicken breast is like 22 grams of protein. Like not even that much. Like that's really not a whole lot at that moment, right? And that's if it's like super lean and top. Most times it's like around 18 grams, right? So if you get a Chick-fil-A salad, which is, I love Chick-fil-A salads, right? It's it's like 16 grams of protein for that Chick-fil-A salad right there. Boom. That's nothing. Like, <laughs> that's literally like less than three eggs mm -hmm. right there. So if you, uh, 
everyone out there listening, I can guarantee you're probably under eating, right? Like number one. And the biggest concept I know this from is because the second I've worked with anyone and tell them how much protein they eat, their first response is that's too much protein. We don't like, there is no negative effect on your body from too much protein, right? Like there's been no proof ever designed in any study and it's been studied about is too much, too much, mm-hmm. right? There, it's just not there. The best thing about eating proteins, like I'll break it down to you. Number one, there are three things you can look at that are going to benefit your day right away, right? If I up my protein right away, number one, I'm going to feel fuller. Mm-hmm. So all those cravings I'm having for junk food, i.e. chips, cookies, snacks, that goes away. That's gone, right? Number two, I, I'll, like my choices on eating certain things um, later in the night, right? A lot of people say I have late night snacking or I have mm-hmm. like late night cravings. Well, dude, if I'm eating three meals of high content protein, yeah. protein a day, the cravings that, will go away. That goes away. You're yeah, so easily. full. Yeah, you're full. Like, yeah, you don't even want to eat anything. You, yeah. Like you have the hardest time eating, right? It's and hard to eat enough protein, honestly. That's what, and then number that's, th- that's the biggest thing is yeah. it's really hard to eat enough protein in a day. Yeah. And then number three, you're going to start having more energy than you, than you realize. So if you're addicted to like caffeine and I got to have like X amount of coffees a day. Well, if I'm eating enough protein in my diet, you'll start to realize that you're like, because your metabolism is burning at the right rate of speed, mm-hmm. that your energy level is actually higher than you notice. Yeah. So that, that, that afternoon lull that everyone has where they dip down and they all feel tired, right? It's actually going to start bouncing back a little bit mm-hmm. as you start to progress through these things. Yeah. I think that's an important thing that people don't think about protein. They, they usually think about protein as a muscle building macronutrient when it's, it's just as much of an energy nutrient. Yeah. I, it, cause you know, protein does wonders for your body. It, it ups your metabolism. It regulates your dieting, right. Or, or like, mm-hmm. your, like when you need to eat, you know, it keeps you full longer. It's the building block to everything. I guarantee like the average person needs to be eating. Like I just, an average man, right. You're somewhere between 180 to 200 grams of protein mm-hmm. a day. Oh, you know, easily, easily. Like, yeah. you know, average female, you're probably somewhere between like 150 to 170. Yeah. Right. The, and that's, and the, and the chances of gaining weight from eating too much protein is, is very, well, that's very, that's what I'm getting like into. Low thing. That's to maintain your weight where it is mm-hmm. now. Yeah. If you want to gain muscle, we have to go, you have to go over that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like think about that. So if you're a guy and you weigh 200 pounds right now and you're eating like 180 grams of protein, you're probably losing weight, losing muscle. You're probably yeah. toning out you're, a little you're bit. You're easily losing muscle. Right. I made so, this mistake. Yeah. So it's like, you have to go above that to gain muscle mm-hmm. and to build. So it's like when people tell me it's so hard to do these things, like, no, it's like you don't, you're not prioritizing because you don't like certain things or you're afraid of certain things. Yeah. Right. Like, so I would tell you guys, if you're out there looking, number one, right, look for the leanest proteins possible, right? Yep. It doesn't matter. The lower the fat, the better. Yeah. The lower, that's all that means. Lower the fat, the better. So, I mean, if you love bacon, Probably not the best one to eat, but no, avoid bacon. Yeah. It's mostly fat. It's mostly fat. But I mean, like, look at like ground beef, ground turkey. Yep. The lean, they tell you the lean percentage. That's what that 97, 3, 95. Yeah. Most, uh, I would always say shoot for 93% or above. Right. Yeah, so or I would higher. T- yeah. Or higher. And they, they, there's 99.1%. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I've 98% <laughs> is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Because like ground turkey is 99.1%. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Um, but like, look at that. Like, and look at what you can eat with those things. So go leanest protein possible, right? Right. Go to the, if you eat out or you go like, you're like, well, I can't take my lunch because I'm a traveling businessman or I work mm-hmm. in this office. It's like, cool. When you go to lunch, get the highest, look, look at the menu. They have to list the calories. They have to list the protein intake. It's by law that they mm-hmm. have to put it on there. Look at the highest protein content you can get, right? And be like, okay, I'll have this thing because it has, you know, 20 
plus grams of protein. So good, let's right. look for the highest thing. You're looking for 20 grams plus of protein mm-hmm. per meal. That's what you should be looking at, mm-hmm. right? Like anything that is that is going to do really well for your dieting, yeah. right? You're not going to want to finish the whole plate of food yeah. because you're going to be so full, yeah. right? In times that, so I would tell you guys like, that's what I would be like looking for in terms of protein content. Yeah. Awesome. And I do have some scientific su- support for this that oh, I, w- I want to, I, like, I did my research. So I'm going to, I'm going to read it off because I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's technical, but it's very short. And I just want everyone to know this is that hit them with it. Um, a study published in the American journal of clinical nutrition found that high protein diet increases energy expenditure and enhances fat oxidation. So that's fat burning, yeah, fat, fat burning, fat Boom. burning, essentially like that's what it means leading to improved weight management. And the study observed that participants who consumed higher protein diet experienced greater satiety, which is fullness, mm-hmm. and thermogenic response, resulting in an increased calorie burning and fat loss. So let's break that down real quick. Boom, right there. Increasing your protein content is a natural fat burner for your metabolism. Nailed and it. Fat burning. Uh, boom, science. Boom. And you'll gain muscle. So it's the best of both worlds. It's the building block of muscle. Oh, by the way, it has amino acids, which your body is essential, right? Yes. So there we go. So you're building muscle, losing fat, keeping your metabolism high, and having energy all by improving your protein content. Awesome. Nailed that. I love it. Done. So everyone, we have a special gift for you. If you're listening to this podcast, we weren't able to get in some of the details, but we do have a guide for you that we want to give away. We have everything from, uh, we have we have the best protein sources, our top 10 protein sources. We have actually a protein calculator in the guide itself. So that way you can kind of figure it out on your own. If you're interested in the guide, follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit. If you don't have social media, then feel free to email me directly, Matt, M-A-T-T, at redwolfcrossfit.com, and just put the subject protein guide, and I will send you the guide for free. It's a PDF file. Again, if you do follow us on social media, just comment on any of our posts, and I'll see it, and just say protein guide. Uh, in the comments and I'll make sure to DM you, get your email address and I'll send you the PDF file. And Um, and any, any closing thoughts, Danny? Yeah, that is a great, if you guys don't have that tool, you should take it. It's very simple. A lot of people tell us, well, it's too hard to figure these things out. Well, Matt did all the work for you guys. It's literally page by page. You You just read page by page and you follow the instructions and boom, you're going to be good to go. Exactly. Like, I mean, the plan of this podcast was to go into protein sources and how to calculate (laughs) it, but that's actually going to be very boring. So So I figured you can read this at your own pace through the guide. I don't know how many pages it is. Let me pull it up really quick. Well, so many people hung up already once we got villainized alcohol. They're like, I'm out. Exactly. I have no idea how many pages it is, but it's a very comprehensive guide focusing only on protein. And it's it's free. It's 100% free. So, So please, if you want it, I mean, it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. So... All right, let's wrap things up, shall we? Thanks for coming on, Danny. This was a good one. Thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful, please leave us a five-star review so we know to make more content just like this. Don't forget to follow us on social media and comment Protein Guide so I can send you the free guide. And until next time, good luck. Have fun. Nailed Nailed it. it.